Susan Walsh was born Susan Young on February 18th of 1960 to parents Martha Young and Floyd Merchant. She aspired to be a poet from a young age. Now, Walsh attended William Patterson University, where she studied English and writing. While there, she was employed as a journalist for the university newspaper. In 1984, she married Mark Walsh, a brother of musician Joe Walsh. The couple had one son, David, born in 1985. While in college, Walsh worked intermittently as an erotic dancer and stripper to help pay her tuition. Notwithstanding her struggles with substance abuse and alcoholism, she graduated from college with a bachelor's degree in 1988. Now Walsh eventually got her break when she landed a research job at the iconic Village Voice in New York City. Walsh helps writers James Ridgway and Sylvia Palacci research a book they were writing about the sex industry in New York. Walsh then began her own investigation and wrote about how the Russian mafia was reportedly trafficking young girls through strip clubs in New Jersey. Walsh's own experience at the clubs reportedly allowed her access that other journalists had been unable to gain in the past. Although Walsh's first article at the Village Voice received praise from colleagues and readers alike, she became worried that the Russian mafia would retaliate. Walsh told friends that cars were following her and that she felt like she was being watched. At one point, Walsh reportedly told friends that two con- contracts. Had been taken out to murder her, but it's unclear how Walsh obtained that information. Susan also claimed she was receiving strange phone calls. Now, Susan's father, Floyd Merchant, recalled later that the last time I met her, she was worried about someone having her killed, and she was coming apart at the seams. After the success of Walsh's first article, and while helping to research his book, James Ridgway gave Walsh a tip about blood disappearing from a local hospital. The tip led Walsh to an underground vampire subculture in Manhattan, where people would allegedly drink human blood. According to Ridgway, Walsh was fascinated by the culture and became increasingly involved in it. It had become a Big club fad in the city, and Walsh soon became heavily interested in the subculture. There were groups of vampires that had had a penchant for drinking human blood, while others believed in consuming one's energy. It was rumored that some of the vampires had been stealing blood from blood banks. Vampires would also dress up in dark gothic clothing and would sport fangs, braiding their hair in a particular way. Susan Walsh even started dating a man who claimed he was an actual vampire. Unfortunately, the newspaper chose not to run the story because they believed that Walsh's writing was not considered objective. July 16, 1996, Walsh said she would only be gone for half an hour. Walsh and her husband Michael were estranged at the time, but lived in adjoining apartments. Walsh brought their young son David to Michael's apartment so he could watch him while she made a phone call from a payphone. Walsh even left her wallet and pager at the apartment, indicating that she would be right back, and left all of her personal belongings in her residence, including her pager and wallet. However, no one saw Susan Walsh leave her apartment, and no outgoing calls were made from payphones in her neighborhood. Now Michael would report her missing later that day. 
At the time of her disappearance, Susan Walsh had been in the master's program in English at the New York University, having already completed half of it. Susan Walsh's marriage had been failing since the early 90s, and so she actually returned to exotic dancing as a side job to make some extra money, along with working her freelance journalist job to help support her son, since at the time her and her husband were separated. Some of her friends became worried that Susan Walsh had relapsed after 12 years of sobriety. She had recently started drinking again, also started taking Xanax and possibly other prescription drugs before her disappearance. Walsh was diagnosed as bipolar and when she recently been hospitalized for ulcers, Walsh had confided in some of her friends that she had emphysema. The police began their investigation after she was reported missing by her estranged husband. One of the first people they looked into was her estranged husband, Mark Walsh. But after their investigation, they were able to eliminate him as a suspect. When the police investigated Susan, Susan's apartment, they were surprised to discover that the month of July of 1996 had been removed from her calendar. It was surprising that someone would remove the entire month like that, and the police were unsure if Susan had removed the month herself or someone else had done it to hide some information on that month. Rumors were quickly starting to spread that the reason why Susan Walsh had gone missing was directly related to her investigative journalism. The police also investigated both of her stories Susan had done about the Russians trafficking women for sex and the vampire cult and those involved, but they determined they couldn't find a connection between the woman's disappearance and the two articles that she'd written. The last thing that Walsh had been working on just before her disappearance was her contributions to a book titled Red Light Inside the Sex Industry along with authors Ridgeway and Sylvia Pelecci. Walsh had been the primary researcher for the book and also provided photos for the book in the last month of her disappearance. James Ridgeway had become worried for Susan Walsh's safety because when he'd seen her at the publisher's party that month, he noticed that her wrists were heavily bandaged. He tried to talk to her about substance abuse issues and Walsh told him that she was fine and she would seek help if she needed to. By summer 1996, Susan Walsh had started to dance full time. Morley has spoken about how Walsh had been dealing, a, dealing with a great deal of personal problems that summer but that everyone presumed that she would work through them. One of Walsh's friends, Melissa Hines, told the police that she actually seen Susan Walsh about a month after her friend had disappeared. Walsh had been getting into a limousine, Hines gave the license plate number to the police, and when they tracked the vehicle down, they spoke to the owner. The owner told police that he had been with a woman that fit Susan Walsh's description. They showed photographs of Susan, and he had even been certain that it had been Walsh, but he wasn't 100% certain, and so they couldn't pos um, positively determine that it had been Susan Walsh getting into the limousine. In 2006, the New York Post published an article about Susan Walsh's disappearance. In the article, they revealed that Walsh had confided in a former boyfriend named Christian Pippo, telling him that one of her ex-boyfriends named Billy Walker had been her stalker. 
Kristen Peepo had been upset that Billy Walker's name was never mentioned in the Susan Walsh case. He spoke out, out about how Walsh had even had a cassette tape of Billy Walker threatening Walsh's life, but that the police had done nothing to protect her. Walker had run a biker gang and was also a coke addict. He allegedly written a confession stating that he used to chop up bodies for the mob. People said that Susan Walsh had feared Billy Walker, but that she had returned to him and they slept together and done drugs. People allegedly alleged that Walsh had actually planned to get rid of Walker for good. She knew mobsters that frequented the New York strip club where she worked, and Walsh had apparently been planning to expose Walker as a rat and blackmail the gangsters to get them to kill him. People had told her that it was a terrible plan and that she shouldn't do it. They may kill Billy, but she might also become a casualty in her own plan. Walsh insisted that she wanted to go through with it. Ten years after Walsh's disappearance, New Jersey police believed that they had new information in the Walsh case, and they started to re-interview a great deal of people surrounding the case, including Walsh's estranged husband, Mark Walsh. He refused allow to the allow the police to conduct any forensic testings in his apartment, which he actually is the same apartment that he's lived in for the past decade. Then he had lawyered up, stating that he wasn't interested in having the police look at his apartment because he was trying to keep his son shielded from the investigation. The police stated that Mark Walsh was not a suspect in Susan Walsh's case. Detectives spoke out about how they believed that Susan Walsh had been murdered a decade ago. They believed that they had a fresh evidence that might be able to crack the tenure disappearance. Police hoped to use sonar equipment to locate Susan Walsh's body, particularly at the reservoir behind her father-in-law's house in Montclair, which is Mark Walsh's father. Susan Walsh used to frequent that area. Now, in 2020, Susan Walsh's brother, Arthur Merchant, had filed a public, public record suit in order to get a copy of his sister's files. Arthur Merchant was met with resistance from the Nutley Police Department as they claimed that disclosure was precluded under exemptions for ongoing investigatory records and criminal investigatory records and that a balancing of interest in the public's right of access weighs in the police department's favor. The Nutley Police Department had tried to claim an investigative exemption because they claimed that since the investigation was still open. However, this exemption was struck down by the judge and they said that it was inapplicable because the case wasn't being actively investigated. The judge ruled that the Open Public Records Act mandated the release of investigative files for Susan Walsh's 1996 disappearance. In February of 2022, it was announced that the Excess County Superior Court Judge Bridget Stetcher ordered that the 25-year-old records be released to Susan Walsh's brother. The police were told to hand the files over with some minor redactions as well as pay for the plaintiff's legal bills. And Susan Walsh's father, Floyd Merchant, died in 2013. He never found out what had happened to his daughter. 
Arthur Merchant was determined to get access to the files in order to find out as much as he could about his sister's disappearance. There were rumors flying about of Russians and vampires and all sorts of things that may have been connected to Wash's disappearance. That was one of the reasons why Arthur Merchant had been so investigated, invested in getting a hold of these files so that he can see for himself if any of these things were related to the case. To this day, Susan Wash's missing person case is considered open and unsolved.